3: This is the John Fuglesang podcast.
1: I'm John Fuglesang. Welcome. This is Sirius XM Progress. For the next couple of hours, we're going to be, well, we're sort of your favorite late night morning show because we are a late night show. For our evil army of the night, everyone listening live, we salute you all. We love getting your calls, 866-997-GRIT. It was a crazy day. There's a lot going down. We have a lot to cover in terms of the news from today and over the weekend. Twitter's still a thing, right? Twitter hasn't, hasn't completely collapsed like my Tesla stock, I think. Yes. Okay, Thea's, It is still a thing. It is still, it's still there. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Look, I've only been on the air for two minutes. God knows what Elon's done by now. Uh, and there's so much to get to. That, by the way, is Thea Harper, our associate producer, fearlessly running this thing right here. Normally, Thea's with us uh, from the Brooklyn studios tonight. It's Monday. That means we are here, high above Gotham, on the 247th floor of the Howard Stern studio. And it's a riot. It's just us in the entire building. It's just, it's, it's just, it's empty. It's empty. I tried to get Thea to come with me down the hall to go through Robin Quibber's desk earlier. She wouldn't do it, but I mean, we, we really could. There's no one here. And we've got a great show planned for you guys tonight. Chris Houselt's our executive producer coming at you from the South Carolina studios. I'm John saying with you here in New York. There is a lot to get to in today's news and we are glad you are with us. Um, Chris Houseelt. Runs this thing from down south, and uh, we love him for that. Um, I'm going to miss you guys. We only have a four more nights, and then we go are, are going to go taking our holiday break. I hope you guys have some fun plans for the Christmas break. Feel free to let us know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> uh, not traveling this year, as much as I you know, love spending more time uh, with Omicron, I'm going to be sitting this one out and avoiding public transportation, uh, like I have the last couple of Christmases. But I hope you have a good one planned. I am right now trying to get uh, a computer problem to be solved here in the studio, and I think we're ready to go. Listen, there's a lot to get to tonight, and we have a really good show. Jamar Tisby returns. We're going to talk about white Christian nationalism and how uh, the Christian nationalism has always been a cover for the white supremacy. Comedian Rhonda Hansom is going to be here to slay fools and take names. And, of course, our most important guest, as always, is you. And uh, we're a late night show. If you're listening live, we are a morning show. For everybody who's a daywalker, if you're listening on demand on the SiriusXM app, the John Seng podcast, hi, we're going to do our awkward best to give this show a real late night, early morning vibe. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's do a show. The, 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 there's so much we have to get to right, right now. The Twitter meltdown continues. Elon Musk seems to be doing all of this as part of a brilliant strategy to get himself fired from Tesla while Twitter users vote to fire him from Twitter. We got to cover that. The Atlantic has an amazing piece that says something that I've been saying for quite a while now about the repeal of Roe v. Wade. We are not prepared for the coming surge of babies. The post-Roe rise in births in the U.S. will be concentrated in some of the worst states for infant and maternal health. Plans to improve these outcomes are staggeringly thin. Yes, it's almost like the right wing didn't think it through. Because they didn't. It's, it's It's not that Punishing poor women with greater poverty is unchristian. It's not that having the state force teenage rape victims to carry and bear their attackers' children isn't Christian. It's not that screaming at women outside clinics isn't Christian. It's not that criminalizing abortion has nothing to do with the Bible because it's not in the Bible. No, it's the fact that punishing poor women with greater poverty is bad economics. And the red states are about to find out. Also, Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of rape in his L.A. trial. That's great. After decades of Harvey Weinstein abusing women, it's great to see society finally nip it in the bud, you know. Um, But let's talk about the big story. We're having a funeral tonight, and here lies the word unprecedented. I'm calling it, guys. This word is done. The most unprecedented thing about this decade has been our unprecedented abuse of the word unprecedented. Yes, it's all been unprecedented. Unprecedented that a racist game show clown with no military or public service could win the presidency. Unprecedented to impeach a president twice. An unprecedented pandemic, unprecedented to have a leader lying to everybody in a pandemic because he thinks that's something Churchill will do. He said that we will lie to them in the fields. We will lie to them on OAN. We will lie to them on Newsmax. It's unprecedented to have such disparities between what a president says and what the U.S. government said. But we did it for four years under Trump. Was the unprecedented president he made at least four hundred thirty four million dollars in twenty eighteen, according to his annual financial disclosure that was released by the White House, including forty point eight million from his Trump international bribe hole hotel in d c blocks from the White House. a president making millions from various access peddlers including foreign government officials. That was unprecedented. You know what else is unprecedented? Uh, Trump's disregard for the Hatch Act, the Emoluments Clause, the handling of sensitive government records, unprecedented energizing of white nationalists, unprecedented defense of the Confederacy and honoring the Confederacy. An unprecedented attempt by Trump and his allies and flunkies and suckers to overturn an election? My God, folks, if your drinking game word for this decade was unprecedented, unpredictable, or uncertain, you're probably dead by now. But today, mark your calendars. It's another unprecedented one. The first time in U.S. history that our Congress has recommended criminal charges for a former president. In its penultimate act, the January 6th committee has referred former host of The Celebrity Apprentice, Donald Trump, to the Justice Department for four specific crimes. Conspiracy to make a false statement, inciting or assisting an insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Look, at the end of the day, the fact is very simple. Trump was president on January 6th. If he hadn't lied, the Capitol would not have been attacked. Officer Brian Sicknick probably wouldn't have died later that night after being pepper sprayed if Trump hadn't lied. Former U.S. service person, turned terrorist Ashley Babbitt would not be dead if Trump hadn't lied, or if she'd known enough to not believe Donald Trump. Today, the House January 6th Committee urged the Department of Justice to bring criminal charges against Trump for the insurrection. They called for accountability and for a time of reflection and reckoning. Wanna play you a couple of clips? Because I actually think this committee and these hearings achieved quite a bit. In fact, I'm willing to say that I was wrong thinking this was just going to be a summer miniseries to keep January 6th in the headlines. It did so much more than that. Here is Representative Benny Thompson saying his January 6th committee has provided a roadmap to justice for authorities to follow if they want to.
4: Today, beyond our findings, we will also show that evidence we've gathered points to further action beyond the power of this committee or the Congress to help ensure accountability under law. Accountability that can only be found in the criminal justice system. We have every confidence that the work of this committee will help provide a roadmap map to justice and that the agencies and institutions responsible for ensuring justice under the law will use the information we've provided to aid in their work. The panel also released
1: a lengthy summary of their final report, and their findings were heavily documented that Trump engaged in a multi-part conspiracy to thwart the will of the voters. Yawn. We all know. We've known all along. Some of us care. Some of us don't care. Some of us, know and don't care, but among the charges they recommend for prosecution is um, aiding an erection a- a- aiding an erection. No, <laughs> him going to prison will aid my erection, but they're trying to hold him directly accountable for what his supporters did. And that's important to give a listen to Liz Cheney right here, recounting Trump's failure to act or take accountability for the attack on the Capitol and criminal charges aside. Homeboy should never be allowed near public office ever again.
5: During this time, law enforcement agents were attacked and
0: seriously injured. The Capitol was invaded, the electoral count was halted, and the lives of those in the Capitol were put at risk. In addition to being unlawful as described in our report, this was an utter moral failure and a clear dereliction of duty. Evidence of this can be seen in the testimony of President Trump's own White House counsel and several other White House witnesses. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office.
1: And her father got a million Iraqis killed. She knows what she's talking about. Look, the full report is expected Wednesday. They're also going to refer lawyer John Eastman. The guy who uh, had all the dubious legal maneuvers aimed at keeping Trump in power, they're going to they're going to refer him for prosecution of two of the same statutes as Trump conspiracy to defraud the U.S. and obstructing an official proceeding. Johnny's been getting all the credit for coming up with the idea that Mike Pence somehow has the power to overturn electors. That's what all the fraud hinged on. Donald Trump was talking it up in public. It was all bullshit. It was all rubbish. Mike Pence doesn't have the power to overturn electors. That's 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 who he is. That's how he identifies. Trump wants Mike Pence to live a lie, pretending to be something he's not. It's unfair to Mike Pence. Don't worry, Mike. It gets better. Um, The committee referred House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and three other Republicans to the House Ethics Committee because they blew up their subpoenas. Yeah. Review by the Bipartisan Ethics Committee, which is probably never going to happen once the GOP takes over the House. But Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, come on down. Also, Mo Brooks, who ignored the summons, he's leaving Congress after this year, so there's nothing they can do to him. And Republicans on the Ethics Committee, they'll just block consideration of the referral. It'll be split along party lines. They're not going to care. But they did the referral. That's what matters. They were never going to get Trump thrown out of office, but impeaching him those two times was right. They should have impeached him more. And look, this is a criminal referral, right? It's mostly symbolic. It's going to be Merrick Garland who ultimately decides whether to prosecute Trump or anybody else. But here's the thing: this is this is a decisive end. I mean, the panel's done. They voted nine to nothing to approve their final report. It'll have findings, interview transcripts, all kinds of recommendations. The report uh, will, was made public as soon as the hearing ended, and it found that Trump engaged in again multi-part conspiracy. To overturn the election. The panel is going to end on January 3rd. It will be dissolved. It has conducted over a thousand interviews. It held 10 very well-watched public hearings. It's collected over a million documents. And again, I I keep saying this, these people, they weren't rioters on January 6th. They were terrorists. They were trying to use violence or the threat of violence to change policy. The definition in the dictionary, it was all about Trump's lies. But what are these four referrals? What exactly are they saying Trump should be charged for? Well, here's uh, our friend Congressman Jamie Raskin reading the first criminal referral, Obstruction of Government Proceedings, A3.
6: The first criminal statute we invoke for referral, therefore, is Title 18, Section 1512C, which makes it unlawful for anyone to corruptly obstruct, influence, or impede any official proceeding of the United States government. We believe that the evidence described by my colleagues today and assembled throughout our hearings warrants a criminal referral of former President Donald J. Trump, John Eastman and others for violations of this statute. The whole purpose and obvious effect of Trump's scheme were to obstruct influence and impede this official proceeding the central moment for the lawful transfer of power in the United States that's it they cited trump's relentless
1: badgering and harassing of mike pence to prevent the certification of the election results and and all of trump's lies about the election all of his attempts to undo the results that opens up, up to conspiracy charges to defraud the united states there's been over 500 convictions already from this date there's precedent. Here's the second referral. This is a bit more nebulous, but conspiring to defraud the United States by deceitful and dishonest means. A four.
6: Second, we believe that there is more than sufficient evidence to refer former President Donald J. Trump, John Eastman, and others for violating Title eighteen, Section three hundred and seventy-one. This statute makes it a crime to conspire to defraud the United States. In other words, to make an agreement to impair, obstruct, or defeat the lawful functions of the United States government by deceitful or dishonest means. Former President Trump did not engage in a plan to defraud the United States acting alone. He entered into agreements, formal and informal, with several other individuals who assisted him with his criminal objectives. Our report describes in detail the actions of numerous co-conspirators who agreed with and participated in Trump's plan to impair, obstruct, and defeat the certification of President Biden's electoral victory. That said, the subcommittee does not attempt to determine all of the potential participants in this conspiracy. As our understanding of the role of many individuals may be incomplete, even today, because they refuse to answer our questions, we trust that the Department of Justice will be able to form a far more complete picture through its own investigation.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. By the way, the panel aired some new evidence, including this interview with Hope Hicks. Um, She was describing a conversation she had with Dotard around that time, and she said that he said to her, no one would care about his legacy if he lost the election. He said, the other thing that matters is winning. She threw him under the bus. She more or less said he knew it was bullshit too. Here's the third referral. This is making false statements to the federal government. You or I would go to jail for this. Give a listen.
6: Third, we make a referral based on Title 18, Section 1001, which makes it unlawful to knowingly and willfully make materially false statements to the federal government. The evidence clearly suggests that President Trump conspired with others to submit slates of fake electors to Congress and the National Archives. We believe that this evidence we set forth in our report is more than sufficient for a criminal referral of former President Donald J. Trump and others in connection with this offense. As before, we don't try to determine all of the participants in this conspiracy, many of whom refuse to answer our questions while under oath. We trust that the Department of Justice will be able to form a more complete picture through its own investigation. They've got it. I mean, Merrick Garland,
1: you, you could do this. The scheme, the whole scheme by Trump and Eastman and these flunkies to put forward these slates of the fake electors in battleground states that Biden had won. That's it. Conspiracy to make a false statement. And finally, the fourth referral, inciting, aiding insurrection against the U.S. Give a listen to this one.
6: The fourth and final statute we invoke for referral is Title 18, Section 2383. The statute applies to anyone who incites, assists, or engages in insurrection against the United States of America and anyone who gives aid or comfort to an insurrection. An insurrection is a rebellion against the authority of the United States. It is a grave federal offense anchored in the Constitution itself, which repeatedly opposes insurrections and domestic violence, and indeed uses participation in insurrection by office holders as automatic grounds for disqualification from ever holding public office again at the federal or state level. Anyone who incites others to engage in rebelling, assists them in doing so, or gives aid and comfort to those engaged in insurrection is guilty of a federal crime. The committee believes that more than sufficient evidence exists for a criminal referral of former President Trump for assisting or aiding and comforting those at the Capitol who engaged in a violent attack on the United States. The committee has developed significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transfer- transition of power under our Constitution. The President has an affirmative and primary constitutional duty to act to take care that the laws be faithfully executed Nothing could be a greater betrayal of this duty than to assist in insurrection against the constitutional order. The complete factual basis for this referral is set forth in detail throughout our report.
1: I literally played that guy's birthday party two weeks ago. Thank you, Congressman Raskin. So there were other charges they considered, but they didn't approve like Seditious Conspiracy, which uh, the DOJ has used to go after a lot of the rioters, keepers, and Proud Boys. Also, witness tampering. Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren from California said the committee had obtained evidence of efforts to provide or offer employment to witnesses. One witness was offered potential employment that would make her financially very comfortable as the date of her testimony approached by entities linked to Donald Trump and his associates. They tried to tamper with witnesses. Why was not included? Raskin said we wanted to proceed where we feel the evidence is overwhelming and not throw out dozens of charges. So here, here, here's the bottom line. What happened today was probably the last public session for the January 6th committee. It's, it's done like disco now. And at this point, people who are still defending Trump and the January 6th rioters, I'm, they're like Star Wars fans who still defend Jar Jar. Four of these committee's members aren't coming back to Congress. Two lost re-election, two are retiring. And the incoming House Republican majority will try to destroy this committee and erase everything it did. Did it do anything? <clears throat> did it achieve anything? I think it did. I mean, they got the Justice Department spurred to action and significantly contributed a remarkable shift in the whole legal dynamics surrounding the possible first ever. Criminal prosecution of a former president. More specifically, Merrick Garland just appointed Jack Smith as special counsel to oversee these investigations. I don't think that would have happened without these hearings. Jack Smith's also overseeing the mishandling of sensitive government documents case. It's also possible that all of the investigative work this committee did kind of forced the Justice Department to have to do something. And look, the election-denying candidates that Trump supported, they got killed in most of the key races in the midterms. Yeah, JD Vance, but again, they spent all summer having this mini series of these hearings showing how it was all bullshit. And by the time we got to election day, people were really sick of lies about 2020. And also, the committee's referrals don't have any official weight, but the evidence they put together, that will factor into the DOJ's decision on whether to indict Donald Trump. And also, here's what's also important. Trump will be remembered, not only as the first president to be impeached twice and one of the few presidents to lose the popular vote twice. But he will now go down in history as the first former president to be referred by Congress for criminal prosecution. And that's unheard of. Put it that way. Look, here's the deal. Trumpism as a political movement, Trump's political career, it began with a racist lie about a president not being legitimate. And his political career ended with a violent lie
7: Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping
4: murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash
1: John saying, I'm so pleased to welcome our next guest back to the show. One of our favorites. Anytime we can get this gentleman on, we we usually talk him into it a couple times a year. He always classes up the joint and leaves me humbled with his brilliance and grace. Jamar Tisby is president of The Witness, a black Christian collective. He writes about race, religion, politics and culture. You may have read his stuff in The New York Times, The Atlantic, CNN. He's also the co-host of the excellent Pass the Mic podcast. And he's author of uh, one of our favorite books in recent years, The Color of Compromise. The Truth about the American church's complicity in racism. I am telling you, this is a book that will blow your mind. A great pleasure to welcome Jamar Tisby back to Sirius XM. Hello, sir.
2: Great to talk to you again. A very happy stu- Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all very, of that good uh, Merry stuff. Merry Christmas, we can say a Merry Christmas. I I think
1: <laughs> I think when you take the time to know what someone's thing is, you can say Merry Christmas and not have any liberal hangups about it. So so Merry, there and you. Happy Holidays as well, if you're a Kwanzaa Hanukkah guy too, happy everything. Um, <laughs> it, it's so good to see you, and thank you to our amazing team for getting the audio issue fix, fixed. The Thea and Chris are the best. Uh, Jamar, there's so much I want to talk to you about, um, and I do want to ask your thoughts on the January 6th committee, but before we get anywhere, I've been dying to talk to you about this because you're one of the best speakers, I think, in our country about the threat of white Christian nationalism and about how Christian nationalism has historically provided cover for for white supremacy. But I mean, let's talk about this for a second. The bigots are really having a moment this year. I didn't have <laughs> anti-Semitism going mainstream on my bingo card for, for 2022.
2: <laughs> All bets are off. I mean, everything's on the table. No more dog whistles. You can pull out the bullhorn and let <laughs> your fascist flag fly, apparently. Um, and it's coming from interesting corners, right? I mean, I think most recently, uh the, the most notorious one is Kanye, now known as Ye, and and all of his mess. He he lost what, like a billion dollars in he endorsements lost a billion because... dollars in one day. <laughs> like come on i mean not easy i can imagine the people around him are probably doing everything they can i hope i hope the people around him are doing everything they can but you know you 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 sometimes are dealing with folks who are in a place where they just won't listen nothing gets through and it is so sad to see this public implosion but worse to see this anti-semitism uh, leading to verbal and even yes. physical violence. And that's what we need to keep in focus.
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible. And in the case of Kanye, I think it's much like the case of Trump. I, I think they're surrounded by guys who want to keep their job and enjoy their gravy train life. And so I, I think they're like Elon Musk, surrounded by enablers, uh, you know, full time. But I mean, this was a year that a lot of nice people had to learn what a Nick Fuentes was. And I think the very mm. fact that people now know what a Nick Fuentes is shows how powerful the forces of anti-Semitism are as a respectable movement. And I don't think this ever went away. I think this has always been there. I, I always say America's an old couch and Donald Trump's the black light. And these bigots are just <laughs> a lot more fearless.
2: That's, that's exactly right. They, they, they've got better tools now unfortunately to to spread their hate um we're seeing this on twitter we can talk about elon musk if you want but basically you know they have these avenues to spread it it's 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 through fox news of course but that's just one. Now you have uh, YouTube channels where, you know, these these folks who are coming out of nowhere, no sort of institutional affiliation, no real legitimacy or credibility can just spout off at the mouth and say the most hateful things. And then what they try to do is say anytime someone say, says, hey, that's not OK, they call it cancel culture right. or they they try to trot out freedom of speech and and that we're curtailing freedom. No, we just don't want you to be hateful bigots. Yeah. I mean, that's been amazing.
1: You know, at first it seemed as if Musk didn't understand how the first amendment worked. Uh, you know, the government has no power on Twitter, a private internet company, not letting you use their free platform because you violated their terms of service. That's 7-11 101, no shirt, no shoes, you can't come in the store. It's very basic <laughs> capitalism. It's free market stuff. Thank you. But but I've come to believe, Jamar, that that that's all just a ruse they know that they know that this guy musk got his his hubris made him commit to this and then he tried to back out a judge forced him to and i think now his entire game is about how can i get as many engagements as possible on this site so if that means letting back all the Nazis and white supremacists and abusers of women, I mean, the the, the Nazis that our friend Dino Madala had to sue are now back on the site. I, I think it was just a calculated gambit on the part of Busk to just say, let's boost the numbers, let's get people fighting. That's engagements. That means the site's happening.
2: Exactly. I've, unfortunately, social media feeds off of conflict. Yes. And the best way to do that is to say the most hateful Ignorant thing and then watch all the and and I'm 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 quite sure there are folks out there who, who simply delight in causing this kind of havoc. I mean, obviously there's money involved, there's attention involved, but but I think there are people who attitudinally get a kick out of being that person, yeah. That person who will say that thing that 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 everyone says you're not supposed to say yeah um for good reason you're not supposed to say that and yet and still they do we knew these folks in high school college if you went yeah. right now Preach. they have a megaphone with hundreds of thousands of followers and that's the whole nick fuentes playbook if you ever have to watch
1: any of his footage uh, that's the whole game they'll they'll say this outrageously vulgar thing then laugh and make it like it's all a joke but the yeah. white supremacist talking point has still been put out into the internet. The ecosystem now has these words. So they will they will come bearing these talking points. They will spread these talking points. And then hey, I'm just kidding, man. Come on, stop being such a snowflake. It's all just it's all just a joke. And that seems to be the delivery system in 2022.
2: Well, so then comes the question, John, what what do people of conscience do about it? Because, you know, on one on 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 one view of it, if if you talk about it, You sort of add fuel to the fire. You give them the attention they want, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, if you don't talk about it and try to ignore it and not answer a fool according to their folly, as Proverbs says, then do they just go unopposed? Does that kind of hate? I mean, (laughs) you're a radio host, so I'm I'm assuming you (laughs) err on the side of talking. I mean,
1: I'm a comedian too, and I'm someone who who you know spent a lot of his time studying the New Testament. So I I err on the side of the fact that Jesus teaches us a lot about calling out religious hypocrites. And and again, Mm. you know, we we it is Christian nationalism, but. Media likes to leave the word white off of that. I mean, and it's it's white Christian nationalism. They're never going to win. These authoritarian regimes always fail, but, but they just keep on coming. And it seems to exist because it offers racists or white supremacists or whatever you want to call them, this veneer of respectability. You know, if they can hang the word Christian on it somehow, uh, never mind the fact that the most famous Christian nationalist I think in the last hundred years would be Hitler. It's not a turnoff for these people.
2: Not at all. Um, You're starting to see the resurgence of, you know, Hitler wasn't so bad, which is just absolutely mind boggling. Um, At the same time, it is really interesting to me, the point you raise up, how folks want to leave the, the white part off of the Christian nationalist part. And I'm like, if you're willing to go as far as you've gone, Why not just embrace the racism, too? I mean, you've already come out as anti-Semitic. You've already come out as 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 subtly and forthrightly racist at the same time as you can be. So why not just put the white in there? We all know it's there, including the folks who subscribe to it. But that interestingly (laughs) seems still to be a bridge too far. They don't yet want to redeem the word racist. Yeah. Even if they're following the same sort of lines of thought This is interesting to me
1: yeah and just for perspective it's not the black churches that are pushing this american supremacy movement the black Mm. churches are there to call america out for its misdeeds and to find some grace and healing in this situation it is of course as always the the christian supremacists and the american supremacists in this unholy marriage that has infected this nation since before the declaration of independence was signed this belief that God will, you know, I have this debate with right-wingers all the time, Jamar. I, I always ask them, tell me tell me one teaching of Jesus that Donald Trump mm. fought for. One gospel teaching of Christ that the Republican Party has fought for legislatively in the last 30 years. Not abortion, not being shitty to migrants and gay people, not being mean to trans kids. Come on, one thing. And uh, I've never gotten the correct answer, sir. I mean, I've never gotten one. It just shows right. how, how shallow the theology is on this.
2: I was recently at a gathering of um, Christians, you would call them, I suppose, left-leaning, although they would probably hesitate to put those kind of labels on. And one of the things we talked about is about 40 faith leaders. Um, One of the things we talked about was the stories. You know, ultimately, white Christian nationalism is a story. And so we were talking about... um, counter stories or counter narratives what do you, what do you, what do you say in contrast to white Christian nationalism as a story? So first let me talk about white Christian nationalism as a story. Uh, there's a book out now called The Flag and the Cross, The Flag mm-hmm. and the Cross by Philip Gorski and uh, Samuel Perry. I, full disclosure I wrote the foreword. I think it's great. it's a helpful book to read. It's about white Christian nationalism's threat. To democracy. And in the introduction to that book, they talk about white Christian nationalism as a deep story. So here's what that story says for folks who aren't familiar America was founded as a Christian nation mm-hmm. by white men who were traditional, quote unquote, tr- Christians who based the nation's founding documents on christian principles Mm -hmm. the united states is blessed by god which is why it's been so successful and the nation has a special role to play in god's plan for humanity but these blessings are threatened by cultural degradation from quote un-american influences both inside and outside our borders
1: man you do that so
2: good that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's what they write in the book. That's the story that white Christian nationalists believe. And they may not use that label, white Christian nationalists, of but course. so many, uh, particularly white American Christians, but it can cross racial lines, believe that the fate of of the nation is wrapped up in following their version of Christianity, yeah. and that's what makes it so pernicious. Which so which, all that to say, go ahead. Well, it go brings
1: ahead. us directly to January sixth. I, I want to know your thoughts that's on right. the panel because you, 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 just as you can't separate January sixth from racism, because you can't, you, you also can't separate it from this white Christian nationalism, this, this uh, presumption of authority, this, 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 you know. Petulant entitlement that has so Ooh, infected these people, right?
2: <laughs> oh, so much petulance, so much immaturity. I mean, honestly, the way I've, I've thought about kind of responding to some of these folks is like an adult talking to a toddler. I know. That's that's almost what it feels like. Yeah. Um, But you mentioned before, like, like, like bring out the words of Christ, you know, show me anything that, that they're promoting that sounds like Christ. And as we were thinking of a counter narrative or a counter story, we said, that's the story. Put their words next to Jesus's words and see what matches up. Mm -hmm. And they use, you know, they'll they'll claim the label Christianity and they'll use Jesus as a mascot. Oh yeah. But you know, a mascot doesn't generally talk. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> it's just there as a symbol, right? Yeah. So actually let Jesus speak and let's see what story matches the gospel more closely. Um, so that's what we're dealing Which with. Which they that's can't what do. That's why they quote St. Paul. They quote Paul all the time or they'll quote Leviticus, but they can't
1: quote the guy they pretend to follow because, Isn't you know, right? his teachings are as far away from Trumpism as you can get on the political spectrum.
2: So you mentioned January 6th. Um, it is deep. So I'll point people to uh the report simply called Christian Nationalism and the January 6th Insurrection. If you go to um the BJC you can find uh the full sixty six page report. Um Andrew Seidel is a lawyer, First Amendment lawyer specialist as it happens. And he did his homework. Boy, yeah, he, he, he's he been had on the show. Go, diving into this mess. One of the things that he said that really stuck out to me on January 6th, they had this rally. Paula White was the chosen court evangelical, That's as they right. say, um, who, who sort of did the sermon and she, she closed with the Lord's prayer. And the very common last line is for thine is the kingdom, the power and the Lord. She added something to it and she said, and we all said this for the United States of America amen so instead of saying everybody say amen they said and we all said this for the united states of america amen that's it if that isn't conflating country and church i don't know what is yeah
1: are you optimistic about the uh the committee wrapping up their work today do you think we'll actually see a prosecution
2: i can't psychologize on merrick garland Um, (laughs) everybody else the signs aren't promising so so far i i i I will say it would be the biggest mistake not to prosecute him for fear of looking political Yeah, for fear of looking partisan. I should say Um, that is is so far uh, beside the point. If you just look at the evidence, the cases there, you don't even if I'm a lawyer taking on this case, I'm like, bring it on because somebody else did my homework. Mm-hmm. Like we've got the quotes. We've here's the number that stuck out to me. So I wa- I was watching the final committee hearing today, where they ultimately uh, recommended charges. The number that stuck out to me was at the very beginning when they said they conducted over a thousand interviews. Right. Over a thousand interviews. Here's what. Here's why that struck me. Look at the amount of evidence and labor that has to go into proving the truth as opposed to the amount of evidence and labor that goes into believing a lie or believing a conspiracy theory. Yeah. What's frightening to me, Donald Trump logged onto Twitter, Fox News, OAN, and whatever, heard some conspiracy theory, took that as gospel truth and said this is why the these are reasons why the election was stolen That's that was right. and that was enough to incite an insurrection now in retrospect looking back at how it all happened a thousand interviews a nine-member committee 18 months and even that isn't enough to convince people Jamar mm. Tisby
1: it is always such an honor to have you join us and class up the room I'm sorry for our audio problems what is the best way for our listeners to keep up with you and all your work
2: <laughs> well, you know, who who knows what's going to happen with Twitter? You want to yeah. keep up with me, Substack, jamartisby.substack.com. I got a juicy one coming out tomorrow. You won't want to miss it. Uh, not on this topic, on the black freedom struggle and and signs of, of resilience and resistance in the face of these kinds of attacks on democracy. That's jamartisby.substack.com.
1: I'd love to have you back. Will you come see us in January to talk about that very piece? Come
2: on, man. Let's all bring it. Anytime right. I'm going to, you here. to you. I'm gonna
1: drag you here a lot more in 2023 then. What a great pleasure. Jamar Tisby, I wish you and your whole family a wonderful Christmas and a safe new year. I look forward to seeing you
2: very soon. Thank you for all you do. Likewise. Thank you for your voice and speaking truth with humor. Oh, shucks. Thank you. You get me all choked up. Okay, quick break. We'll
1: be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. We're just getting warmed up on Sirius XM.
5: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot
0: slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
1: We're going to take your calls in just a moment and be joined very shortly by the great Rhonda Handsome. Really quick, I had to talk about this um, because this is the kind of story that kind of makes me angry, not because the Republican lies, but because Democrats let the lies go so far more than a month after the election. The Times just published this bombshell report today alleging that Congressman-elect George Santos, you know him, right? He was the the New York State guy who was the pro-Trump, openly gay child of immigrants That freaking guy? The one who flipped one of four New York congressional seats from blue to red during midterms, which never should have happened? Helping this state be one of the reasons why Republicans took the House? Well, it turns out um, Santos fraud is coming to town. Uh, George may have uh, faked most of his biography. Including, apparently, it looks like he lied at his job at Citigroup. He he lied about his job at Goldman Sachs. Uh, He lied that he had graduated from Baruch College. He lied about his family's wealth and his home address. He lied about the fact that he employed four victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Lied about his nonprofit. I know, right? Pretty crazy thing to lie about. But he did it. I mean, he put out a statement condemning the New York Times report as a smear not addressing any of the specific details. And his lawyer falsely attributed a quote to Winston Churchill that wasn't his. But uh, this guy admitted to check fraud when he was living in Brazil. He stole a checkbook and then used it. I mean, this would have occurred at the time that he claims he was studying at Baruch College. He said he graduated in 2010, said his family owned 13 properties, and they weren't being paid rent during the New York COVID rent freeze. There's no record of any of this. And so my question is, yeah, go ahead and rage at Republicans for running a fraud like this. But are New York State Democrats allowed to do opposition research? I mean, this guy comes from Long Island, where I come from, which is a great place for douchebag guys lying about who they really are. But I mean, when, when, when he claims to have worked in Citigroup and Goldman Sachs and there's zero record of his employment... When he claims he graduated from Baruch, and Baruch can't find any records of a George Santos graduating in 2010, I, I, I when when he when he brags about his tax-exempt nonprofit animal rescue group called Friends of Pets United, and the IRS has no records that charity even exists. Sorry, man, Democrats, this shit's on you. I mean, you do have money for opposition research. Most people do this. How? How? This is a, a, a an insane indictment of the new york democratic party's leadership i mean when these aren't resume gaps i saw some articles saying his resume they're not resume gaps They're resume lies it, it, it's right there new york times found it new york state democrats couldn't we want to know what you guys think and i want to thank you guys for being so patient on the phone my god y'all are so kind we're at 866-997-4748 david ohio hello and welcome
3: hey how's it going how are you Hey, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, the whole Merrick Garland. Please uh yeah i don't think i think trump walks i don't think he's going to bring any indictments again so i think he'll just keep stalling he'll do whatever bill barr tells him to do
1: i mean i don't think bill barr controls yeah, we'll merrick garland him. but i think you're right i don't i don't think we'll. i don't I
3: think that there's a whole brotherhood up there uh, with these guys that we don't even see or know no, i agree with that they're out to protect one another they don't care what rd that you have next to your name they yeah
1: mean, i agree But I don't think that Donald Trump's in that. I don't think Donald Trump is part of that brotherhood. I think he, Trump owns the golf courses. He owns the golf courses those billionaires golf at. But he's not part of that cabal. And I think that I agree. Donald Trump will never see the inside of a jail cell. I think they'll prosecute him for something, but it'll be a fine. They're never going to put him away. And, and again, you know, I'm in the minority. I want Trump to run for president. I think I, I, I think he's the most beatable <laughs> Republican you could possibly have. And quite honestly, I'm a selfish man, Dave. I, I want to see Donald Trump lose the popular vote for a third time. I want to see it
3: happen, uh,
1: you know. That's just me. Yeah,
3: I don't think he has very. You know, I don't think uh, the Republican Party is having a very easy time at walking away from this guy for whatever reason.
1: Well, Lord knows they uh, want to. They have a, a shiny Ron DeSantis in the garage, all ready to start driving around, and they can't do it until well, Trump goes the away.
3: They're still coming in though. All I know. money.
1: But that's well, it. Right. They're still talking. They want DeSantis yeah. so badly, but they got to get rid of Trump. And Mitch McConnell said, I mean, it's it's in the book, uh, the, the book The New York Times re- reporters wrote about January 6th. Like he said, let the Democrats deal with the son of a bitch. But the Democrats haven't succeeded yet.
3: They, I know that was one thing that they you don't hear about that enough. Nobody no. even talks about that. I mean, you would think if the leader, the now leader, I mean, uh, Mitch McConnell, that's as high as it goes. Right. Yeah. He comes right out and says, yeah, we want the Democrats to clean up our mess. He said it.
1: He said it. And by the way, if the Democrats are smart, they'll let Trump stay there. Donald Trump is a cancer on the Republican Party. I say let the tumor spread. I'm sorry, but Donald Trump hurting the GOP presidential field is the best use of Donald Trump uh, that that America can have. So I say.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him and the go at it. Because I know. know. yeah, I've got family down there in Florida and. uh, That guy is just—he's—it's like he's really popular with some. Yeah, and and, and sometimes when I hear him talk about him or something, it's like they don't see him from the rest of the view from the national team.
1: no and they worship him the way they Trump. worship Trump they worship him the way they worship George you know, W. Bush oh we know
3: he's crazy but we like what he's doing it's like what is the one that yeah. you like I don't know
1: exactly well you know what that he's doing that, that they like he 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 does a lot of stuff that seems really brave and then he walks away from it and does nothing like you know declaring war on Walt Disney but then walking away when you said you know I'm going to take away their tax-free exempt status oh wait that's going to cost us money drop it or, or you know hey here's what I'm going to do uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh ship all these migrants up to to massachusetts and then just walk away from that like the guy's got nothing going on and so he's just trying to
3: they got him from another
1: state yeah exactly but he's mean to he's mean to migrants and so that's all it takes in the land of trump right i mean who can be shittiest to the poor people that's what's going to turn on certain kind of american christian voters
3: who can uh yeah who can really uh uh, wallop the brown people. You that's know, it, that's, man. That's really what they're saying. And
1: in this case, the trans it's people all too.
3: about the skin color. Who yeah. can be
1: mean to the trans kids? That's all it is. It's yeah. I keep saying it's those Donald Trump trading cards. That's all Ron DeSantis is: performative leadership with a lot of fake muscles. It's the same thing, Dave. You're a gentleman. Thank you very much for the call. Eight six six nine nine seven grit. Rick in New Hampshire. Tell me about this grifter who lied here in New York, Santos.
8: Hey, my my man. How are you, bro? I'm great. How are you? Good, not too bad. Yeah, I was just this, this guy that won a senate seat, or I don't know if he won in the house or the senate, but he's from uh, Long Island, I guess. And he yeah. lied his whole resume. He said he had a dog, like a like a uh, dog charity. Yep, like, an animal
1: charity. charity, all of it.
8: He stole. Yeah. Oh, but it, it, he's like Trump, Trump Jr. Right? Huh. Ripped her from hell. I yeah. We cleave off fucking Long Island, put it on a float pellet. Put it down on the fucking limp stick of Florida and then <laughs> set that whole fucking place afloat. Down
1: <laughs> fucking you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I got to stop you there. I've known a lot. I grew up on Long Island. My parents are buried in Florida. I know a lot of good good people in both places, so I can't go with you all the way on there, but it was very funny imagery. Look, this guy's a fraud. To you, John. This, this guy's a fraud, and, and he lied so much. But again, he lied so much. I'm more mad at the Democrats for letting this guy skate, letting him get away with it.
7: Yeah, what? What there was no research? I mean, no.
1: And by the way, by the sure way, Kevin know, McCarthy Lincoln? Kevin McCarthy still has not weighed in on this guy. He hasn't said anything about this, and Kevin McCarthy would need this guy's vote. Here's the irony. Kevin McCarthy needs every vote he can get to be speaker, so he probably needs this little fraudulent punk's vote. So he can oh. condemn him. So so let them take this guy right now. What should happen is he should be just banned from serving and there should be a special election in New York all over again. uh, And and the people should get to have get to have a say. That's what should happen. And that would lose the GOP one House seat. It won't. Kevin McCarthy will not do anything about this guy. This fraud will enter the Congress and let them own him. Let them own him and defend him the way they own and defend Donald Trump.
8: They're no fucking low for these people. They're just
1: <laughs> yeah, disgusting. I mean, look, look. There, when Donald F- Trump, God. when Donald Trump mocked a disabled guy, when Donald Trump said grab him by the pussy, that wasn't a deal breaker. When Donald Trump was stealing migrant children, or or literally having yeah. migrant women have involuntary hysterectomies, that wasn't a problem. So so this oh. this oh. is just lying McCain. to get your job.
8: No hero, everything no hero. oh,
1: but everything oh. they accuse Elizabeth Warren of being. Everything they accuse Liz Warren of being lying about herself to move ahead in her career. None of it's true, but it's true of George Santos, and the GOP thinks he's just fine. They finally got a gay, they finally have a gay Republican they like, a child of immigrants that they like, and he's a freaking fraud on top of it all. So let him own him. Wow. Wow. Let him own him.
8: Man, that's what I got to say before you cut me off, happy holidays bro you're the smartest most intelligent man on the radio oh god bless you I love i love everything you do thank and, you uh, I'm one of the first 500 that subscribed to Sirius subscribe back in the day right on uh, my lifetime subscription for 250 which i who the hell would spend 250 for this video subscription now i'm like I'm loving it. I freaking love you guys, and I love everyone on the station. You guys are Oh, thank you. Badass.
1: Rick, you're one, listen, it's God bless really you, and, and and happy Christmas to your whole family. That's lovely to hear. I'm, I'm not worthy of such kind words, but I get to work with a lot of great people here, and uh, I'm honored, and I'm glad you like what we do. It's going to be a great 2023. We're going to make the show more fun. We're going to make it looser. We're going to have even better guests. It's just going to we're going to make it a fun year for everybody, and I thank you for being you a part of it. You are
8: such a fucking impressive human being. No,
1: hard, my, no I'm, I'm a fraud, just like George. I'm a charming sociopath just like george santos thank you rick we gotta hit a break or they're gonna kill me we'll be back in a moment with the great ronda handsome and your calls 866-997 great i'm having too much fun for a monday thea we'll be
0: right back okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road
1: Let's check on my foxy, fine, funny neighbors, because Rhonda Handsome is back in the building, so to speak. Rhonda is one of our favorites. She's a comic. She's a writer, director. She's open for Anita Baker. She's open for Diana Ross. She's open for Aretha Franklin. She does great solo shows. And you can catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Miss Handsome, welcome back. I'm black, y'all. Thank God. How are you, Rhonda? It's good to see you.
5: I am great. Well, it's always wonderful to be with you, John, but uh, I'm great. Uh, I have such wonderful news. Tomorrow is the uh, award ceremony for the New York Theater Festival. And the play I directed, Dust of Egypt by Karen Abarbanel, is nominated for three different awards for best play. Uh, for Best Actress, that is Desi Water, who played Sojourner Truth, and for Best Director, and uh, say what
8: <laughs> Wow, so,
1: congratulations. That's thank awesome. You.
5: Thank you. Uh, it's, so uh, I'm kind of happy. And, you know, as they say in the biz, it's an honor just to be nominated. So I'm <laughs> really...
1: <laughs> That's great. I know how hard you worked. And ha- having done the festival before, it's, it's an incredible... It's a crazy amount of pressure. You get these plays, you have like two weeks. A yes. gr- group of people have to put their entire lives on hold for two weeks and l- learn the lines, get blocked, get off booked. I- it's just an insane way to do theater and it's exhilarating and I'm so happy your work has been recognized, Miss Ansom.
5: Thank you. But the entire cast was really superb. I, I don't mean, believe every-
1: that. It's all you. I don't believe that. It's all you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all, all you.
5: me. It's all me. <laughs> you,
1: you know, we're, we're at the end of the year, Rhonda. This is our last time having you here uh, before 2022 is done. And I, I got to say, maybe the best way to end it uh, could have been having criminal referrals for Donald Trump from Congress. We get one more unprecedented historic first before the year is uh, done.
5: Uh, oh, yes. Uh, John. Is this a criminal referral I see before me? (laughs) May may cuffs clink, tiny hands. Stormy's orange-veiled hush money lent music to Weisselberg's song of luxury apartments, private school tuition, (laughs) and cars not reported as salary. Corporate tax fraud signed but not seen by Donald? I believe thee not. And yet conviction, I see thee still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Love it. What the, wow. That's the Donald Trump Macbeth. Uh, I, that, yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to think that, you know, Right after seeing his business essentially get gutted by the New York attorney general, we've now seen Congress refer him for criminal charges. We've been talking about it with the with the callers, Rhonda, and I want to get to the calls in a minute. I, I don't know anyone who thinks Donald Trump's ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. Um, and I'm still in the camp. I can I, dream, John. Re- I, I, can really, dream. I want him to listen. He's never going to be president again. So I want him to run and mess up the Republican Party and mess up Ron DeSantis and all that. Uh, but, you know, last hour we were talking with Jamar Tisby. Um I'm just I'm just weary of open bigotry having its moment. You know, we, we sell these bumper stickers called Make Racists Embarrassed Again. And after the last couple of weeks of Nick Fuentes and Donald Trump and, and Kanye West and now over on Twitter seeing apartheid McBratt face stink up the room, I mean I I've had it with mediocre shitty men running everything and ruining everything.
5: We really have too many um, mediocre men doing this and and criminals. You know, I I was thinking I saw this grid of the people who had been uh, in touch with Mark Meadows. Wasn't it It almost looked like about 30 people who have been texting and calling and carrying on. And it struck me that I said. Unarmed black citizens have been uh, arrested and sometimes killed for less than these people have participated
1: that's it. in that's it but in in many ways that's why you know i'm I'm finishing the year like thinking about the things i'm grateful for and and uh, we did a rant about this the other night on the show. I'm grateful for a lot of what 80-year-old Joe Biden has done or tried to do. I mean, the infrastructure, great. The, the, the environmental spending against climate change is great. But, but really, the student loan debt forgiveness he's trying to do and then decriminalizing weed at the federal level. You know, like I'm looking at the decriminalizing weed and the codifying marriage equality into federal law. These are things that in the 90s, Rhonda, would have been inconceivable to think an American president would do, especially an old white man.
5: Well, uh, it, these things should have happened long ago.
1: John. Of course. Of course they should have.
5: <laughs> they, they, they really should have happened long ago. And I am concerned that uh, some of the things that he has been doing while um, appealing to a, a certain demographic, I feel he is still ignoring those who put him into office and Please. trying to... Uh, appease the black, the, the black voters with uh, cosmetic or symbolic things that really have nothing to do with recognizing the urgency and the importance of reparations for the descendants of uh, American chattel slavery. Of course,
1: of course. And I, I'm with you on that all the way. And you know, I am for African-Americans and for descendants of First Nations, indigenous people. Uh, reparations need to be on the table and talked about nonstop with you completely
5: well but but the reparations are on the table but it seems like no they're not on the the table
1: they're not on the table i'm no one's brought them to the table i'm 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 with you i think that we should see that day come
5: well uh that's what i'm looking for i really i'm really looking for that john because uh it's been too long i mean Martin Luther King said, "We're coming to get our check," and and he's been dead for quite some time.
1: <laughs> uh, we we have a gazillion people on hold who want to weigh in and talk about the issues of the day, Rhonda. Before I do, do you have any thoughts about what's happening over there on on Twitter? um you know i'm happy to see an apartheid millionaire make it big uh you know he had to beat out all that other sperm to be born a millionaire in apartheid (laughs) south africa uh but wow every comedian i know has a take on what's happening over there do you have any thoughts
5: thank god for emerald mines that's what i say Uh, you know i never had an issue on twitter until this week uh you know someone brought up Uh, Emmett Emmett Till. And uh, my usual response to that is that the uh, Emmett Till anti-lynching bill does not address the woman who is responsible for his death that does not punish That's Carol right. and, Brian. Correct. and Correct. And then I just add on that the uh, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act does not really address the, the style in which Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. And I got this very nicely worded, are you sure you want to tweet this? I could not believe it. I didn't take a screen grab of it, but it's going, uh, are you really sure this is something you'd like to say?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not like you were, you know, tweeting something inflammatory and harmful, like a link to your Mastodon account. Holy crap, Rhonda. I I tried that, putting out a, a link of all of my different places to follow me. And like, you know, Instagram fine, Facebook fine, website fine, you know, uh, then then Macedon blocked no, because it could be no harmful and uh, counter social blocked because that could be harmful. And I'm like, harmful to who? All the Nazis you just let back onto this site?
5: My God. Yeah, he, He's got it in for these third party platforms. And this, But he did ask if he should leave. And I think the vote is in, John. The vote is in the, <laughs> He should leave his head of Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's not like Elon to go back on his word and change his mind randomly, is it? Boy. Ah, let's go to the phones. We have a lot of people who want to call and say hi tonight. Sean and Callie, good evening and welcome. You're on SiriusXM with the Divine Miss Rhonda Hanson.
4: Hey, brother, and Miss Hanson, what a wonderful, um, you know, conversation. And like you, John, I, you know, I don't agree that uh, Donald Bin Laden, I would like him to run again. But I do agree in the uh, comparison. I would love for uh, Elon Knucklehead Musk to continue thinking he can run a company like Twitter. You know what he's going to do, right? I mean, it's like obvious. It's like with all gigantically rich people do because they don't know how to run things and i'm not saying every rich person is. <laughs> they take a huge loss on their yeah. taxes right yeah he's gonna say oh i lost uh 45 million uh, or 45 billion sorry i you got to get the the right letter right I lost 45 billion because I was a knucklehead, but I can write that off in our American tax code.
1: But I mean, his, his, but look look at this. I mean, Rhonda, you were talking about, you know, Musk had this poll asking Twitter users if he should step down as head of the company. And like almost 60% of the 17 million people, you know, voted against him, right? And he promised he would abide by the results, which we know isn't true. But when he did this, Tesla's stock which has taken such a massive hit over this whole Twitter thing. I mean, Tesla's furious and they feel that, you know, they don't have a CEO at that company anymore. The company has lost nearly half of its value in three months. And and Musk wow. just revealed that he sold another almost $4 billion in Tesla shares. Another When Elon did this little poll saying, should I step down? And people said, yes, you should. Tesla's stock shot up 5% in the in the morning afterwards so all i'm saying is uh it seems like he's really unpopular and what he's doing is really unpopular and i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon
5: uh, uh well, tesla's Tesla stock going up is a nice thing too especially since some of those cars can't even recognize children in us crosswalks so. <laughs> hello
4: yeah hello you know hey bro, you know look you know what i i turn on my television And now we have these criminal referrals for Donald bin Laden, which should have happened a long time ago. Mm
8: -hmm.
4: We we all can, you know, pontificate about what we think is going to happen. But the thing that drives me crazy uh, is that when a certain host or whatever says to another guest, do you think this would be political or perceived political if they go ahead and actually indict him? And I'm like, listen up it would be political not to indict thank you a friggin uh, credible, thank you a criminal <laughs> so i mean you know i mean that's the, a great and point they i'm right there with over. you yeah
1: great point point. and i didn't see they that waited. yeah sean brilliant point uh, yeah uh, i mean thanks it, it's it, it yeah going going after donald trump that's not political bias it's the protecting of donald trump that is political bias
4: but love I it. wonder, you know, with these smart people or so called smart people, it's paralysis by analysis. I mean, oh, look at you, you know, dropping you gotta, the bombs
1: tonight, man. I love this. Go on, please. Well
4: well, you have to act when you have the information right, but when it when the public information is enough and I'm surrounded by attorneys and they're a lot smarter than I am, but I'm right twice a day. I'm like a broken clock. I'm pretty <laughs> friggin' smart and I can act on it. You know, sometimes you just gotta make a move. Right When there's 99.999% chance you're going to get a conviction, go ahead and go with it. Don't think about the you-know-what other percentage that I don't know that you're going to lose. I mean, it just drives me crazy. So I think that, yeah, I think you're right that maybe it's not going to happen and we'll all see what happens. But I think it has to happen for our country because I really don't want my kids and anyone else's kids... I agree with everything you're saying,
1: Sean. I agree with everything you're saying. And let, let me put it over to Rhonda because, listen, people really want to see Donald Trump face accountability. My whole thing is looking at the history of this country, rich white billionaires never face the kind of accountability we can see. I think Donald Trump's already in prison. I think he is in a prison of his own creation. I think karma's begun to have its way with him. The money he is going to be shoveling to, to defense attorneys for the rest of his life, watching his empire shrink and shrivel. Folks, he's already paying a price. But Rhonda, what, what do you think? I don't need to see this guy in jail.
5: Well, when you say shrink and shrivel, I really don't want to hear about his sex life, John. Okay. It really... Fair enough. <laughs> For me, uh uh I I do want to see him punished. I mean, the, the the committees and the investigations have dotted the I's and crossed the T's so much they've knitted a six-foot wool scarf. <laughs> I, want, I really Hello. want to see people punished. We we talk we throw accountability around, know. you know, like it has practically no meaning anymore and uh i i i want punishment i want punishment because the little people the non-billionaires get punished so easily i know and get just, fined so easily i'm still and, waiting
1: and for i'm still waiting for bush and cheney to get their punishment you know i'm still waiting yes. for ronald reagan to get his punishment for iran contra like like we've
5: <laughs> got to start someplace john and where is better than with the the mushroom cap
9: president <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, it must be nice, it must be nice to have garland on your side. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Sean, thank you so very much. It's a pleasure to hear from you. 866-997-4748. Uh, Brian in Oregon, you've been on hold forever. Thank you for your patience. Hi, hey
9: John. Hi, uh, Rhonda. Hi. You are great.
1: <laughs> we'll do more uh, Shakespeare
9: waited, parody. Uh, something's wrong. <laughs> hmm John, I'm, I'm, my brain, uh, well, first... Beyond Trump, I think Supreme Court judges need to be uh, held. uh, Yeah, I think so too. That's
1: something I completely agree with. I would love to see a culture that gets serious about impeaching Supreme Court justices who lied under oath to get the job.
9: Yeah, and criminally prosecuted for. I mean, I I, again, I don't care about
1: him going to jail. I just want him out of power. That's how I feel. I feel about Kavanaugh the way I feel about Trump. I don't need to see him in an orange jumpsuit. Just go home.
9: Yeah. Yeah. In the mild defense of uh, Garland, when the the Congress switched over, and uh, uh, McConnell slowed everything down, mm-hmm. changing, uh, giving the gavel or whatever it is over to uh, Schumer. Yeah. And uh, then Tom Tom <laughs> uh, constipated pencil. <laughs>
8: um,
9: sw- you know, really held up Garland and Lisa Monaco and. Benita Gupta appointment. So anyways, that's my thought. But on Jack Smith in Garland, too, I'm thinking, (laughs) my brain goes to the image of uh, Dumbledore in the Ministry of Magic with his lasso.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, he's going to
9: really suck in all these Voldemort uh, Trump people, i.e. and Ron Johnson, I think as well.
1: So you're saying that they need like an Order of the Phoenix because there's too many corrupt people <laughs> That's on the what inside. They do need. Yeah, we're going deep Harry Potter here, man, my yeah. friend.
9: Oh, Harry Potter was the greatest.
1: Yeah, I know, but this is so deep Harry Potter they would make men like you and me leave a bus stop. But I'm I'm with you, def definitely, definitely. <laughs>
9: yeah. So, anyways, got the whole thing. Uh, these people are so nuts. Well, and uh, talk about weird white men. <laughs> really got to deal with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's a stupid white woman. That's right. So bizarre. And by
1: by by the way, sexism is alive and well. When Marjorie Taylor Greene's gender is the one thing keeping her from being called a fascist, you know yeah. that's that's how sexist hey, we are.
9: That was my other thought with referring those people to the um, to the uh, ethics committee is that that might be a way to get an ex. I don't know how that ethics committee works. But um, get them so they can't run again uh, in twenty four.
1: I mean, it'd be great to see it happen, but I don't see it happening with the uh, Republican Congress coming in. They're gonna. But,
9: well, is it, I don't know. Could the F, Would they just refer something to the House?
1: Yeah, but the House will say next because they won't care.
9: But well, there might be a few moderates that would. Uh, switch to the Democratic side to vote, vote those wingnuts out of there. I don't
1: think so, but, uh, you know, again, uh, the only thing I'm looking forward to in the Senate is seeing how deeply Kevin McCarthy will have to grovel to people who hate him to try to get a speaker's job that will destroy him. I mean, just, just I've never seen a guy fight so hard for the job that will crush him like well, a bug, and Kevin McCarthy's uh, doing it right now.
9: Can you imagine, I, I'm a, I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of Taylor Green's hearings if she's got a gavel. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, she's the, I, keep uh, it, top top, I keep saying top 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 it, though. I keep saying it.
1: She is the Speaker of the House. It doesn't matter who they give the gavel to. Marjorie Taylor Greene is the face of the party. She controls the party. She will approve of whoever the Speaker is. She's the real Speaker. And whoever is the actual Speaker will be so terrified of her, they'll grovel for her racist incompetence. It's going to be it, beautiful.
9: It, yeah. It, you, you're going to have a lot of material. Yeah.
1: You know, I'd rather just make up shit about love songs. I'd rather just talk about kids yeah. and dogs and leaving the toilet seat up. I wish I didn't have so many fascists to make fun when of. When the her.
5: country is imploding, John, I love it when folks tell comedians, "Whoa, you're gonna have a lot of material." But, it, but you know, That's but it good. is true, Ronda. No
1: talking about it. It is true, though, Rhonda. I mean, like this is so many times this year. I thought, oh my god, I, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm I'm burned out from hiding my burnout over all this, and then I think, oh crap, oh. no. It's our job. We have to make fun of it, no matter how sick of it we are. We have to be the ones to find new and interesting ways to ridicule these fascists, because
5: but, that's what works. John, yeah. with this guy Santos, I mean, did, did oh. anybody bother to Google oh. him?
1: I, Can you believe I, I mean, it? This is on the Democrats, though. I'm sorry. New York State Democrats have to have a real reckoning. Bad enough they lost four seats that flipped to Republicans in New York State. But now this? You're right. Well, no
9: Christopher Steele when you need him?
1: Oh, I mean, no, no opposition research. Like, like, what are they spending all the campaign money on? Lattes? For God's sakes, I'm furious this, this at the Democrats, is, I mean, Rhonda. Can you
9: imagine that guy and Taylor Green and Bobert sitting around the conference table. Oh, my God!
1: But they, yeah, and he's and he's gay, and he's the child of immigrants. <laughs> yeah,
9: well, is he really gay though? He's maybe really gay. He's, uh,
1: he's really gay. Maybe he
9: likes dogs.
1: No they are
9: so busy
5: checking off the boxes. Nobody checked his resume it's, thank It you. is just crazy,
9: <laughs> thank yeah. you,
1: yeah, maybe they were afraid to who knows I mean,
9: who knows, but uh, the guy's a, he's psychotic
1: well, i mean he's maybe he's a sociopath i mean he, he you know he his mother was a nurse and his mother was caring for this man and he went through God the man's stuff and he, he found, he no, no, he found the checkbook of this man his mother, the RN, was caring for and he was like writing checks. I mean, he's a f- fraud artist. He is a thief. He got in big trouble for doing this in South America. And none of it came up when he ran because I guess Democrats, I don't know what, they just thought, oh, too bad this uh, nice young hey, man's not on supporting
9: Republican side. candidates? Oh, I swear to God, it makes <laughs> just me crazy. Bizarre. Whose seat did he take?
1: I'm not sure who CD flipped, but it's another seat in New York that uh, that they flipped.
9: It wasn't, uh, Sean? Uh,
1: no, it wasn't um, him. But they're going to have okay. to. They're they're going to have to have another vote, which I I don't know. I mean, I think Governor Kathy Hochul should call a new vote right now because Rhonda, I said before, you know what's going to happen with this kid, with this punk, with this hump. Kevin <laughs> McCarthy is never going to condemn him. Kevin McCarthy will say to him, "Kid, you can have a free ride and be as much of a liar as you want, and we won't ever scrutinize you." You just have to vote for me to be speaker because McCarthy's so desperate. He will take the vote of a little fraud like this.
9: Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And all he's got to do is act naturally.
1: That's it, man. Brian, I thank you for the call. It's good to all hear right, from you. Cheerio. Take care. Are you doing anything well, for Christmas, Rhonda? What? Go ahead.
9: Oh, I was just
5: going to say we live in a time where the lying is rewarded. And uh, he was just following through, John. I You're mean, right. that, that we have a surfeit of people who are totally unqualified <laughs> for their positions yeah. and they're like, they're multiplying. Hey, they're
1: they multiplying. they won. That's what matters. They won, okay? They won. They won. they won. they won. Let's go to Mark in Oregon. Hi, Mark. Thanks for your patience.
7: You know, it kind of reminds me of this George Santos reminds me of uh, that, that Simpsons episode where, where Lisa Simpson's watching Lionel Hutz burn all the papers in the fireplace. <laughs> and she says, Mr., Mr. Hutz, why are you burning all your papers? And she says, well, now it's Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> anyway, one of my favorite episodes. You're but, right. Uh, I, did a, I, I wrote the 12 Days of Christmas to the 12 Days of Smithmas. I'll read you the last stanza. The 12
1: Days of Smithmas? Is this a Jack Smith special prosecutor? Jack
7: Smith special prosecutor. Okay, hit me. So, you ready? Okay, so on the 12th day of Smithmas, Merrick Garland gave to me 12 Angry Jurors, 11 tips of tipping, 10 years of waiting. Nine Russian spying, eight bribes of bribing, seven uh, seven docs recovers. six reps are awaiting, five Rico rings,
1: nice, nice, four
7: fake collectors, three Trump flippers, two Proud Boys sentence, and a secret grand
8: jury. Anyway, there you go.
1: He gets the snaps. <laughs>
7: <laughs> all right.
1: Very nice, Mark. Very, Very nice. nice. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. We take we'll, we'll take song parodies like that all night. Thank I'll, you. I'll <laughs> Have I'll a good know. one, man. From your lips.